This song. I, you, uh, Did you lose a bet? This is my like well, when my brain fails, like just throw something up ridiculous. And I was this song is pretty ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous is what it is, to quote my grandchildren. But yeah. Well, I've got a Zippo app on my phone that you know does the Zippo oh. lighter. I just want to open it up and start slowly waving it back. You seem like one of those people that carry Zippos on them though. I for the longest time I did, but when I quit smoking, I stopped carrying the lighters because it why? I just, people who carry Zippos to me are like a grade above a zip, uh, pick or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just a little harder. Yeah, a little more hardcore. Yeah. That's, that's skippy. Hardcore. But I do have like lighters in my glove box and stuff. You always have lighters available because you never know when you might need them. You know, if there's a, a, an extended blackout and you like don't have batteries in your flashlight oh, yeah, I get, I feel or, you. or candles. I feel you or, on that. Welcome to Warren's Lone Star. Torching uh, someone's house. IRLoneStar.com. Hanging out in the studio in downtown Conroe, Texas. Here's a little Enrique for you folks. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Get it, Enrique. If you're watching on Facebook, <laughs> you can have some good time with us because we've been upgrading the system slowly here. So you can watch HD quality Facebook and with Enrique. We are brought to you by, by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and Jay Stittleberg for County Judge. Which I'm sad he's not going to be here today, but he'll be in sometime this month. It's the Wednesday after Commissioner's Court, which I imagine is next week. Right. It's every, pretty much every other week. Because those people don't work. Whoa, Mickey Rourke's in this music video? Is he? Yeah. Oh, man. This is where, this is where no, music video is. No, wait. Mickey no, look, Rourke from which time Mickey period? Mickey Rourke. It's, it's him, I promise. Mickey look, Rourke from out. nine and a half weeks? Look, there he is. Yeah. There he is. And he's like, come on, Enrique, punch me. And Ricky's like, yes, I will punch, punch me, you. Punch I will punch hard. you, Mickey. Wait, who, who is it? Was that Julia Roberts? I don't know. Who's the woman? I in- think whoever it is is the brainchild of Enrique Iglesias. So, <laughs> But we uh, don't have a guest today, unfortunately. But tomorrow we'll have a guest. We have Chris from the Ticket Stub. We're going to be interviewing tomorrow on the Ticket Stub. He's going to be promoting it. The guy uh, who saved Last Man Standing, which I'm sure is Sean's favorite show. Never seen it. So, But I'm interested because of the... Talk around after home improvement ended. I, when a, a sitcom star goes right into another sitcom, I tend not to watch the, the second one, you know, the new one, because I think, okay, I, I've been invested in this character. And for years, I was invested in Tim the Toolman Taylor from Home Improvement. And almost immediately, he jumps over to The Last Man Standing. And I thought, ah, it'd be a pale reflection. It was like uh, the, the secondary Cosby show, you know, when Cosby show ended and then he went into another show right away. Yeah. And then it was so, uh, there was no chemistry between him and his wife. They got rid of the actress playing his wife and brought in Felicia Rashad to basically just make it Cosby Show 2.0. That being said, now the, 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 the news hype around it and what it is, I may give it a shot just to have a look. I don't know if I'll find it funny or not. You know, just because something is conservative-based, that's not automatically me. I mean, I'll go for it. It's like, I lived in England, but I wasn't a Monty Python fan. So the shock and horror of many friends of mine. 
but I, uh, yeah, I'll give it a try. I'll check it out. I won't be watching the revised, revamped Roseanne. I didn't watch it when it came back anyways. But the, they're calling it the Connors now, and apparently they're going to kill off Roseanne and just have the rest of the Connors dealing with it. Yeah, it's taking a while to get actually going, isn't it? Well, they uh, apparently they uh doing the table read. And, you know, this thing had to happen. Think about it. They had to fire the star of the show, but then also... She signed a deal, Roseanne Arnold or Barr, whatever name she's going by now, to give up all creative... Whatever her name is. Yeah, it's, it's, for a while it was just Roseanne. Uh, she gave up all creative control. She won't receive any money or any creative uh, recognition for the Connors, even though all of the characters she created, because she sent out a stupid tweet. Yeah. Which, speaking of tweets, Elon Musk is, like, still going on. He is. Okay, now he's calling Well, the, I'm excited, though, just so you know. He's going to be on Joe Rogan, a three-hour, hopefully it's a three-hour interview. I, I will tune I into that. I told you that's why I like Joe Rogan, because he does interviews that are, like, really long. So they'll talk about what, like, the what's on, you know, on their head. Mm-hmm. Like, what's or on the world's head. Like, hey, tell me about why you keep calling this guy a pedo. And then, well, he's, um, a, he's flat out calling him a child rapist now. Now, here's the thing, because a lot of what, people are going, oh, Elon okay. Musk, what a whack job. Well, what if? It will makes me wonder. And you could tell me in this hypothetical world that I have billions of dollars, I imagine you have access to certain information quickly or quicker than I would if, like, you know, my current state. Mm-hmm. So do you think— Does Elon know something we don't know? Well, I mean, like, you have ex- expendable cash like that. Get a— Call up the local PI, or is it local Dick? Is that what they call him? What do they call like? They you haven't called a private investigator or Dick since like 1947. Yeah. So you call Thailand and be like, "Who's the local Dick around here?" And then go. <laughs> oh, you call Thailand and ask that you're going to get a different answer. That's very true. I got to watch what I say sometimes. But true. no, I mean, like, I feel that's why this stuff hasn't really been investigated. Do you think so? Do you think it's like? I think like everyone someone is working very, at the Wall Street is like, oh, I'll, actually, let's check into it. Let's just see. And then, like, within a day, he's like, oh, great. All the news uh, stories about this are going on about how Musk is going off the rails. And I'm just, he could. He could easily be, or he, as you pointed out, he could know well, something. Well, it's we similar, don't. like, and this is something I don't really understand about. I wish we, let's get a journalist in here. Because the big stink that I've been reading is this Harvey Weinstein deal. Apparently something came out, and you can tell me the full story if you know more about it. From what I understand, there was a NBC rep or journalist or whoever. Andrew Lack. He was actually the president of the news division. They came to this article or this source or something that Harvey Weinstein was doing Harvey Weinstein, and they didn't report on it. Mm-hmm. Like, they, did they have a report? Or was it like an anonymous call, like, it was Harvey? No. Then, uh, like, what was, what's the full story there? Do you know? Full story, Ronan Farrow, who's Mia Farrow's son, or whatever that's worth, has become a journalist, a hard-hitting investigative journalist. Okay. Did, uh, was in the process of the story, an expose on Harvey Weinstein. When was this? Uh, Can you name me oh, five, I okay. think. This, this is a while back. So, Frank Sinatra Jr. Jr. was... Investigating Ronan somebody. Farrow. Yeah, it's, that's Frank Sinatra's kid, right? No. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, isn't, that, uh, isn't that the conspiracy theory? It could, it could be, but here's the thing: if if Sinatra's your dad, you don't go with your mom's maiden name. You go with you go with your dad. Yeah, but he's like the illegitimate. I don't care. What, what what's the son's name? Ronan. R O. All right, I'm gonna put up the side by side shot. Ronan and Frank. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna put it up. Let's full screen this. What do you what do you guys think? You can tell me right now. I'm putting it up. Wow. So who do you do you think? It is it could be. Or now put up Ronan and Mia next to each other. Or is it who they say the son is? Woody Allen. Uh I did they have natural kids? That's who that's who they say the son is. They say that Ronan is the son of Woody Allen? Yeah. It's funny because in all the news reports, they say he's the son of Mia Farrow. Woody Allen isn't even mentioned. Well, he's just, I wonder why. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Does that, does that look? I think he looks more like his mom than anything else. Yeah. But he favors his dad. Uh-oh. He favors Sinatra. Uh-oh. Conspiracy theory. I love it. There you all go. All right. Yeah. So he had a report. And NBC turned it down. Ronan kept shopping it, kept expanding on it. Finally, I think it was the New York Times that broke the Ronan Farrow story. And then it came out that NBC sat on it. Now, NBC News President Andrew Lack recently put out like an 11 or 12-page memo detailing why they didn't run the story. And he, according to Lack, it was because the story was nowhere near completed, that it didn't hit journalistic standards. Like what I'm always complaining about you have to have two independent sources. You know, even though you can't publicly name your quote, at least you have to give it to your editor of who your source is. You know, someone else besides you has to know who the source is for an independent verification. Oh, so you're saying we had to be a real journalist? Right. Well, here's the thing. So NBC is going, that's why we didn't run the story because it didn't hit journalistic standards. But NBC hasn't shown any journalistic standards in decades. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, they'll throw something on the air, TMZ style, if it's the first whiff. And, of course, I'm disgusted by the other day where the NAFTA deal uh, or the variation of the NAFTA deal is in danger right now because a news outlet ran off the comment, off the record comments, which is like the first no-no of journalism. When you say I'm off the record, that means you're off the record and anything said never sees the light of day. And they went on and released it, and another news source took it and ran with it. So they're broadcasting something that runs contrary to everything that's supposed to be journalism. So for NBC, for lack to hide behind this memo saying, oh, it just didn't hit our standards at the time, that we couldn't verify, independently verify this. It was just hearsay. I don't, follow, I, I don't buy that one iota because what they would should have done or what would have done if they were engaged is to give Ronan – you know, okay, you got 48 hours. You know, your typical, stereotypical, yeah. uh, you got 48 hours coming with the story. Give me a quote yeah. I can use, kid. And they would have given him a lot of money to say, okay, if these witnesses won't talk, here's 50,000. Drop it in their lap and they'll talk. They would have made it they, work. They wanted it to go away. And every time Lack responds to this, I just, I, I, I cringe and laugh at the same time. Well, do you think there's, when, when do you think the straw is going to hit? That broke the camel's back. When do you think it's finally going to be like, sorry, MSNBC or NBC? No, NBC was NBC. Well, I mean, like, they're all the same. True, but I mean, here's the MSNBC and CNN. They they can, since they're part of larger networks, they, but they're, they're kind of treated as separate entities. MSNBC can do something bad and it not necessarily reflect on NBC. They can say, well, it's just a subsidiary with a different president, so forth and so on. But when NBC itself does it, one of the big well, four now, NBC, CBS, ABC, and Fox, when one of the big four 
is actually complicit. Uh, I, you asked what the tipping point would be. I would say sooner or later there's going to be a, an actual smoking gun. Not a literal smoking gun, but an actual one where, where there is a memo by lack or something denying what is being said now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, no one's going to get fired, and they're going to get a huge pension and the end. Oh, the golden parachutes abound. I absolutely agree with you on that. But I think people, fingers crossed, are smartening up a bit. They're able to separate the wheat from the chaff. Well, do you see something like something extreme as libel laws getting more and more defined as we go in the court of law? This could be it. The second that well, here's the thing: that was only I can think of in today's you know fake news era. Is that kind of stuff has more speed to it? Well, journalism tended they they could kind of shield themselves. With from libel and slander laws in the past by saying, well, you know, we got this from an independently verified source, so you can't blame us. We're just running with the story that we were told. Yeah. But now that a, a lot of outlets, and I don't care what side of the aisle you're on, everybody's complicit in this, basically making up stories. It's like, we need to promote this headline. Hey, I know someone just talked to me about this. I have an unnamed source and and pretty much make up the story or give up even trying to pr- promote the facts, but, but putting your personal slant on it. That could actually bring First Amendment issues to light that eventually would hit the Supreme Court as to can irresponsible journalism result in libel slander, libel and or slander. And it may hit that. Uh, So many things are so polarizing, and, and I think this is why the whole Kavanaugh thing is just huge right now because people are realizing so many things are going to hit the Supreme Court. Right now is day two of the Kavanaugh testimony or confirmation, and there's more protests and people are screaming, don't want to say, no one's, uh, rarely do people care this much about a Supreme Court justice. I, I defy people to name me all members of the Supreme Court off the top of your head without Googling anything. Who was confirmed when, by which presidents, and what laws have been radically changed because of a, a new justice? And I think you'll find a lot of crickets chirping on that. You know, people, this is false outrage. Oh, Kavanaugh is going to kill babies. Ah. People neither know nor care. They've just been told, this, you know, this man is going to, he, he's going to repeal Roe v. Wade. He's going to do this. He's going to yeah. do that. So the... That's why this Supreme Court is so important right now because so many things are going to hit it. The immigration, uh, the the 11th Amendment versus supremacy clause, uh, privacy in the world of social media, journalism versus libel and slander, uh, all these things are going to hit the Supreme Court sooner or later. Uh, even possibly, because I know another big thing right now is separation of church and state, Something happened a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you, you know the big mega church they have in Houston? Uh, 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 the Joel Lakewood? Osteen. Yeah, Lakewood, Joel Osteen. And he was given, a, a, like, the key to the city by the mayor for all he did, and it caused this uproar. And I actually have to agree with the uproar on this one. He Give it to Jim McInvale. Give it to J.J. Watt. Yeah, I'm surprised no. they didn't give it to Jim first. Well, that's— be, Or does he just have a better—does he just have a better uh, PR— that's the thing. There were so many iffy questions about why Olstein got this recognition. Now, people are screaming, we got to tax churches. Well, here's the thing. If you do that, that means that there's no longer the separation of church and state. 
by doing that, by yeah. putting a, a church under the same category as a corporation, then you are integrating church. And state. So you can't have it both ways. So if you want to tax churches, you got to give up separation of church and state, which means every courthouse in the world can, you know, in America can have 10 commandments. And you can't do a thing about it. So this eventually will hit the Supreme Court. I guarantee it. So many things will get there that weren't there before. Before, you know, Dred Scott or Prohibition or Roe v. Wade, people tell me what were the major rulings by the Supreme Court. Name me one that came after Roe v. Wade. And I'll look at comments to see if anyone's actually piping up on this one. But I don't really care. So that's why I'm not afraid to say, I don't know. I don't care. Why And, and, and why? Is it like kind of beyond the scope? You. Well, I mean, I think, and Holly always says it's something that it's the way I grew up where, you know, silver spoon in hand or whatever. And I was like, you know, I feel like there's, we're at a point in our life where there's always an opportunity to improve your life. Even if you live at top of the mountain, the next step is go to the sky. After the sky, you go to, you know, you go to the space. We go to space. So, like, you know, I feel like that could be connected to all of us. We can try to improve it. But especially with the with the way courts and everything is, it's such a, a very structured element to our society, and it's almost a world I don't understand. Especially with the jargon they speak in mm -hmm. and the procedures, like I don't really understand what it takes to go from point A to Z when it goes from the Supreme Court because it's like usually like a ten year thing sometimes. Yeah, it could be. So that's like, but you can me, also have emergency rulings. Well, yeah, but I mean, like. The only thing I can recently say, but I don't even know if it's with full truth behind it, is didn't they did they measure or do any type of statement about uh, getting married, being gay? Didn't they do something like that, or is that something like an executive order? I don't even know how it happened. I just knew it. No, happened. no, that went to the Supreme Court. So they ruled. Yeah. So what is that called? What what was the court case called? Um, I have no idea. I, I can't remember the name of the case, but yeah, there's one. There well, that's you go. a big ruling, right? That is. You got one. Well done. And see, and even you knew that. I know my dad went to the Supreme Court. Did he? Yeah. As a plaintiff, defendant, witness? Uh, I think it was he's part of a group of people. Mm -hmm. And that's what it was. It was like uh, he was defending the group of people. Wow. So Very nice. But he knows more about that. I'll, that's like that was before I'm gonna I was ask him about that, one that was before I was born, I, I'm so. going to sit him down over a beer or coffee. and I'm Something gonna, like that. Yeah, I'm going to ask him about that. But uh, that's one of my favorite things about my dad is he's a lawyer by trade. And so everyone thinks he's just a lawyer today. But no, he hasn't practiced law in, you know, I don't know, 15, 20 years. But it's like, oh, you're a lawyer? That means you're qualified. Well, then again, he's more qualified than I am. <laughs> this is At least he has a, a grasp of the, the book sense. So there's something I wanted to talk about because I, I watched a little bit of it is the Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan series I haven't came out. I, I want Amazon. to watch it, but I'm not sure about it because in the books – Jack Ryan. Again, is you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. Now, why am I going to hate it? Well, because they made Greer, the character, he, they made him a Muslim for the sake of bringing it to the modernization of Jack Ryan. Okay. Which, which is a change from the book. Mm -hmm. So I imagine you're going to hate it. Well, Greer in the book and uh, James Earl Jones tended to play him in the, in the uh, movies. In the movies. And. They kind of made Morgan Freeman, when it was the Ben Affleck movie, his name is Cabot, but he's pretty much Greer. But, I mean, like, 
I like the series, and the books are okay to me, but I like the movies more because Harrison Ford's so cool. And, like, those movies are so well done with him in it. I really like those movies with him in it. But this series is, and it, I don't know, I haven't read every single Jack Ryan book, so I don't know if they're borrowing different stories or different elements and then they combined it and made it, because they made it very modernized. Mm-hmm. Well, and they, well, made they him, have to. They made him, the thing, this, the thing that I don't like either is, like, if you remember, like, Clear and Present Danger and stuff, whenever Jack got into, like, a physical altercation, it's almost like he got lucky. Every single he did time. that. That was the whole point, and I like that about it because he's not like a super soldier who was trained in the military when, since he was nine, and he now is out by twenty four, and he's just like on his own now. Like it's not like a born, born identity kind of thing. Like this guy's not supposed to be able to handle. He might know how to shoot a gun, but he won't be able to shoot a gun, you know, forty yards pinpoint accuracy and get it well, right every time he's an analyst so actually making Greer Muslim I'm all for that I, I don't see why right not. when they did that I was like oh Sean's gonna hate this no they no changed it. they changed it well they well Greer's religion isn't really well they, they the use it a lot actually that's why I feel like Greer's in the story because he is portrayed as a Muslim because there's a lot of his dialogue is is centered around that around his faith and around that kind of stuff. I, I would actually find that kind of uh, a little fascinating uh, uh, to watch. Now, to make Jack Ryan a Muslim, I would have a severe problem with that because well, that's not the character. They have uh, some Jack flashback Ryan's stuff. Jack Ryan's a Catholic. Yeah, they have some flashback. They don't. They have some flashback stuff with him, and then the analyst part is good because he's the one that kind of, you know, he sees, he starts studying money and starts seeing the movement and stuff. But overall, I would say it's a B. Like a B, B plus. It and has, this is on Amazon Prime, has, right? There's eight episodes. You can stream it all right now. I'm going to uh, have to watch it. B plus. The action's well done. The story's well done. They give you perspective of everybody involved in the story, which I like. So they give you the ISIS. They give you the other guys trying to take over ISIS. And, like, they give you the background to everybody besides the minor, 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 minor characters. Okay. Uh, like his wife or soon-to-be wife or whatever you want to call it. But, like, that she doesn't really matter right now. I, w- I want to give this one a chance because the whole point behind Jack Ryan and everyone loved Harrison Ford, but my problem with Harrison Ford playing the role was that the stories that are being told, the Patriot Games, yeah. and Clear and Present Danger, w- are when Jack is young. And, and he looks like a 55-year-old. Well, yeah, he is. Well, well, they rewrote the story that he'd yeah. already done his time no, and this now is, he's retiring. He's, in this movie, he's portrayed as a young post-college Probably been out of college for three years, four years, and he's just kind of living alone, figuring out his life. Because now, he, do they have the thing where he's a former marine who was injured in a yeah. helicopter crash? Yeah, so they have that, and then they have him, uh, like his old boss, his old Wall Street boss, wanted to use him. George Winston, by name. So James? I don't know. I don't know who because the, that that character actually ended played, up in the books. It was played by uh, it was the girl's mom or girl's dad. Yes. Okay. So, that yeah, that follows the book. He works for his father in law for a while. Who plays the? the well, they're girlfriend. not married. But, but I mean, he, yeah, this future. Abby Here, Abby Cornish. I know the name. So she's conveniently a uh, centered uh, disease specialist or whatever, mm-hmm. and that plays a part. And I hate when movies do that too. It's like let's get everyone involved at the end of the movie in one shape. If or only form. we had an expert in and yeah, e- she's like Ebola. at one moment, like right when she's giving the poll, uh, like the vitals to the president, like checking the vitals of the president. I was like, all right, that's a little too. A little too in, in well, in, in it parts. is an Amazon Prime series. The reason why I want to give this one a chance is I think they pretty much missed the mark almost every time with who they have to play Jack Ryan. Harrison Ford was too old. 
Alec Baldwin, I think. Well, this was guy, the, he he, uh, the guy who's from the office. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He's a he, nerd. He Jack looks Ryan, it, but then when his shirt was off, nope. That, that's my nope. that's my problem. He looks like he'd been working out every day for his life for five years, and then he didn't eat anything, so he's like very muscular. And, and that like, is my problem. Jack Ryan is I'm a not doing it. cubicle nerd. He's not uh, a gun toting shoot 'em up, and every time he is in a fight, he does get lucky. There's a couple of scenes with that where he gets lucky, but. And like his military training, you can tell comes into play. But well, maybe he's nerdy enough. Uh, here, you should check it out. You should watch I, I it. will. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. I'll watch the first episode and give you my report. We uh, that was a long intro, by the way. What time is it? <laughs> it's nine twenty-three. Well, let's come back. We'll talk traffic, weather, local stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I want to talk about uh, the social media being again a plague upon upon us. The Cosby Show actor Jeffrey Owens. Yeah. Got sh- shammed because he was working at Trader Joe's. And he, you see, he came on the air going, guys, I've had a good career. I, I got no problems doing this. Yeah. But yeah, we'll come back and talk about that. Thanks so much for our sponsors, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, Conroe Coffee, and Jay Stittleberg for Accounting Justice. We'll be back. Would you like? Would you Conroe? My name is Jay Stittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran. Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Stittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. you laugh oh please tell me this now would you die for the one you love hold me in your arms tonight welcome back morning's love star in the studio broadcasting live having a good time I'm still kind of laughing about this Enrique Iglesias music video. Do you know you can get tickets starting at 70 bucks to go see him in Las Vegas? Enrique Iglesias? Yeah. I wonder if 
Is is dad still alive, Julio? I think so. I don't know, but what's amazing to me is it's, it's almost sold out. That's what's amazing to me. Well, think about the audience. I, the Coliseum I mean, at Caesar's Palace. You got a lot of housewives, ladies who, some guys who just worship the guy, and then they're going to bring their significant others. Like, we're going to Vegas. If you're going to gamble, I get to see Enrique Iglesias. I wonder if he, is he just there? Is he just in Las Vegas, you think? Don't, don't people do that? Well, no, he'll have a he'll have a season there, but then he'll go out on tour and do other stuff. I want to see what the, what's going on with that. Okay. But welcome back. Maurice Lone Star. We don't have a guest today, so it's just us talking trash. I like it. Talking smack. So I, I kind of made a comment about the Cosby Show actor Jeffrey Owens, mm-hmm. and uh, he got he got hit on social media a lot about him working at Trader Joe's. Pictures of him, people would like well, it was, basically cost. Yeah, almost. one per, yeah one person was at the Trader Joe's, and they're like, "Wow, that's Jeffrey Owens." So they start taking pictures, and then there's this long story. OMG, here I am at my checkout, and there's Jeffrey Owens. And he had a, you know, he was pleasant, but he didn't engage people. Just going into great detail that no one would have picked up in real time. You know, what's funny is somebody somebody even said this to me, and I I never thought of it. You know, a working actor was working in between jobs. So technically— Or even if he just— Well, I mean, that part of being an actor? Yeah, or maybe, you know, it's like— Get an acting gig right now. I got money, but I want more money. Because remember, you know, everyone, if you're if you work at Trader Joe's, it's not a living wage. You know, you can't have it both ways. So either he's working there just for, you know, get some extra cash or research for a role or something. Because you can't be working at Trader Joe's to survive because you can't survive if you work at Trader Joe's. <laughs> So, but yeah, he went on one of the uh, morning talk shows next day and was like, people, chill, I'm fine. I had a good career. I got no complaints. I'm working at Trader Joe's. Whoopie-doo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people find their peace. Maybe well, it's the, it's the schadenfreude, or schadenfreude, however you want to pronounce it, where uh, people getting the savage glee that anyone, you know, unfortunately, Owens worked with Cosby, so there's guilt by association on that one. But just to say, ah, you were on TV and now you're working the same kind of job that I'd be working, but I feel better. Is it kind of like Enrique Iglesias being in Las Vegas? <laughs> you know how much is he's going to be getting being in Vegas? Seventy dollars. It is not. <laughs> I hope he's getting something from that. Here, well, that's th- amazing. That's crazy to me. But this is the funny thing. So, what was the last song he had, Sean? Do you know Enrique? Is he's not really my guy? I remember Julio did that duet with Willie Nelson. Do all the girls I've loved before. And then Enrique did some did some. I'm getting him confused with Ricky. Who is it? Ricky Martin. Yes. Living the Vita Loca and no. stuff. So to me, these two are kind of interchangeable. I mean, I really don't know. But speaking of like Vegas, this is something that 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 kind of surprised me. So the Woodlands has this venue called Dozy Doe, and they have they have different locations. But the big barn is on I-45 between like Rayford Sawdust and, and Woodlands Parkway. And on the outside, it looks pretty unassuming. It looks like your typical country honky-tonk bar, two-story thing. It's kind of tucked back next door to a pawn shop. But you go in there, and it's set up really nicely, but it's all wooden on the inside. And they book acts there. Now, like a couple of weeks ago, I was there for a party, and it was this uh, Bee Gees tribute band, and they were actually pretty good. And the place was packed by a lot of women that the only reason they didn't spontaneously get impregnated by these guys presence was because they were all past menopause 
age-wise. But there are acts that show up at Dosey Doe, like Loverboy is coming. And I'm thinking, oh, poor Loverboy, you know, they're, they're, they're reduced to playing at Dozy Doe in the woodlands when they used to sell out um, coliseums. But I checked out the ticket prices on some of these people. And it's like to go see Loverboy, the ticket's like 125 a pop. So what they're lacking in the sheer number of people they're making up for the experience. Because also with Dozy Doe, you get dinner with the show. So it's not like a Vegas lounge act where it's, hello. I mean, it's a full tilt rock concert, just more intimate. And I know my wife's into Loverboy. If I had, you know, if I had a 125 floating around, I'd let her go to that and let her, let her enjoy, uh, what's his name? The guy that used to wear the, wear the red uh, leather pants in the, with the headband in Loverboy. Yeah, I'm looking at their uh, uh, upcoming lineup all the way. They got a lot of people going there. And they get some big acts. Uh, I think they had like Merle Haggard not too long ago. Uh, they have some big acts coming in. Eddie Money played a while back. And again, that was one that was like 175 bucks a ticket. So Eddie ain't hurting. It's not Jefferson like, Starship? Yep. They're, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, they get people. I think also, and that's also the argument locally here, that's why the pavilion is so accessible for some people because that's the step below like the Toyota Center. So acts that can bring people don't need to go to the Toyota Center because they have to fill so many seats. Mm -hmm. What's nice about the pavilion is they have grass seating. So they have their normal seating, which is seats, and mm -hmm. they can fill those up completely and be fine. They don't need anybody in general admission, but then general admission is kind of like that's the, the butter. They get the, they get the butter when they... Absolutely. And that's based off the, uh, well, I'm sure it's not only, but Miller Outdoor Theater in Houston, same thing. Because uh, even their... Seats are free, but you just have to reserve them. Other than that, you just get your picnic basket yeah. and hop up on the lawn. Yeah, pretty much. Well, for instance, like, uh, I think it was last night, or it could be tomorrow. One one night this week, it's either happened or will happen that the— Oh, BG's Gold, they're back, July. Oh, they were—I'm telling you, they were good. They were really good. They got into it. No one laughed at them. You know, you think you could be easy when you see these guys coming out and they're all middle-aged and they're all in the white suits with the glitter and the beard and the long hair. You think, you think people would be laughing, but they were so good. And they had it like note for note. Uh, and the women, I'm telling you, were screaming. If they'd brought extra pairs of undergarments, they would have thrown them onto the stage, I'm telling you. And the guys were very pleasant, too. And here's the thing. When they played it, they didn't feel they were slumming it. You know, they went out in the audience and the guy playing Robin Gibbs... Uh, went out and grabbed some ladies and danced with them, and they're swooning in his arms, and he's eating it up. It was fun. I mean, it truly was. I liked it. But, uh, yeah, the Pavilion had uh, the Houston Symphony play the music of John Williams uh, this week. It's either going to happen or just happened. And, again, 20 bucks for a seat seat or free if you go out on the lawn. And just think of a night full of entertainment. With all the John Williams movies. You know, in like three, four hundred years, when they look back on classical music eras, our classical music, the music from our time, won't be Beethoven, will be won't be Bach. It'll be uh Williams. It'll be Howard Shore. It'll be the the movie soundtrack guys, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars and Close Encounters. That's gonna be the the orchestra pieces in three hundred years. 
kind of cool. But yeah, did you know uh, a jumbo jet at the JFK has been quarantined this morning? Yeah, this Emirates flight from Dubai came in with 500 people on board, and at least 100 of them are sick. Now, so I'm only thing I was alarmed. I saw Jack Ryan, and there was a little little hint of that. And now I'm I a wonder if they're going to do the story. Uh, there is a Jack Ryan book that kind of deals with uh, there's a Middle Eastern country to be unnamed that introduces an uh, Ebola epidemic into America, you know, a, a, a biological warfare attack. And that, that could be it. They could be taken from the different Jack Ryan sources. Well, Jack Ryan's wife or girlfriend at the time was conveniently a Ebola Yeah, expert, that's going to so that's gonna come into it. Don't worry, we got her. We got Mrs. Ryan on the case. But yeah, going back to that, I got no problems with them uh, upgrading it to modern times. Because remember, Jack Ryan was originally conceived during the Soviet Union. I think one of the best books that I've read just for entertainment value is Red, uh, Red Storm Rising. It's a Tom Clancy book with a guy named Larry Bond. And it's about World War III, um, a conventional war. And so it's very thick. And I enjoyed it uh, for just for the entertainment value. It's not deep. And a lot of the characters are kind of cookie cutter. But this is all Cold War Soviet Union stuff. The two or three first books with Jack Ryan were, you know, the Cardinal of the Kremlin. There's a mole in the KGB. KGB doesn't even exist anymore. Soviet Union doesn't exist anymore. So they had to come up with new enemies. Now they have to uh, um, update it. You know, the the Ben Affleck sum of all fears. It originally was uh, Iran using the nuclear bomb. Well, they didn't want to use that in the movie, so they made it some German neo-fascist or something instead. But I'll definitely give the Jack Ryan series a, a try. Yeah, I wanted to let you know. Yeah, I will. So, I will give it a try. I don't. Well, they haven't really reported about this airport deal. What really happened? But over a hundred passengers were affected and quarantined. My money's on so, food poisoning because if you have five hundred people on board, mm-hmm. that's a lot of people. Yeah, it is. But you know, your average flight, your international flight, would probably be three, four, five hundred thereabouts. And if half of you know, let's say two thirds of them actually eat. On board the flight, besides just you know the fruit. Yeah, but they're out. on the. Did they have to emergency land, or were they on? Or were they just loading up for the deal and then? Because they landed in JFK, I'm going to presume that that was their destination. Okay. Because you you know if you're going to divert to the first field, it's going to be the first field. It's not going to be the chances yeah, of JFK. So I don't think it's going to be biological warfare or anything like that because 500 people will be sick, not 100. I think that the numbers in my head rack up to if you have 500 people on board and three of 300 of them actually eat, then half are going to choose the fish, half are going to choose the chicken, and there you go, food poisoning, food poisoning of the fish or whatever. So I think it's that's going to be it. Okay, I was curious. Yeah, that's my thought. Too much Jack Ryan on the mind. <laughs> I always go to like the worst possible thing. So who uh, listeners tell us who is your favorite Jack Ryan? You've had, I honestly forgot. Okay, you've had I, Alec Baldwin. I haven't forgot Alec Baldwin. Okay, oh no, see, I thought he was the best. Well, if anything, I really forgot Ben Affleck. Yeah, ben, uh, Chris Pine played him. Yeah. And Jack Ryan. That's Shadow Recruit. Exactly. They keep on trying to reboot him. And Harrison Ford. So you have Ben Affleck, Chris Pine, Harrison Ford, Alec Baldwin, and there's a fifth one. Well, now John Krasinski, is that how you pronounce yeah, his name? I don't know. He's not bad. I think I think the story of Jack Ryan really just work well with like a, a series kind of thing, not a movie. Cool. So 
That's why when I watched Air Force One, I just in my head I pretended that that was Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan no, president. same here. Same here. He becomes president uh, in the books. So, and that's when I realized they couldn't use that storyline for the uh, for the Harrison Ford Jack Ryan because he'd already pretty much played it. That's actually kind of funny. I'd be really upset with that if I wrote the book and now they can't pay me to make a movie out of it. No, Clancy's dead, so although his estate would be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, back he didn't die when Air Force One was made, was he? No, no, he was still alive. Yeah, and... so I'm saying that's what would piss me off. I'd be oh, like, whoa, I, I... guys. You can't just like rip off my. That was the time frame, I believe. Well, did he actually write Air Force One? Did he no, write a no, story he, like that? No, he didn't. But that movie's now, great. Now he may have gotten some money on the side because there was a point in Clancy's career, and I think it was around the time Air Force One came out, that he stopped writing about Jack Ryan because he was going through a really obnoxious divorce, and his wife was suing him for half of everything Jack Ryan. And so he said, as long as this is going down, Jack Ryan doesn't exist. He, you know, he basically showed. So that's why he wrote a lot of the books. With um, that's funny. Uh, who's the character, Mister Clark? Instead, a lot of backstory character where Jack Ryan's not even a member. He's like, you're not going to get any money off of this book. And eventually, it was resolved, and he brought Jack Ryan back, and then he died. And they've carried on the carried well, on the tradition. People need to check it out. Amazon Prime is enjoyable. I will watch, I will watch uh, tonight. So eight episodes. I think they're an hour and plus long each episode, and they're not too complicated, which I like. Hmm. See, so yes. well, I have to watch it. it. It's not when I say too complicated. There's some movies out there that it's like, let me explain this banking thing to you. Oh, and you're like, man, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I just know he's bad, right? He looks bad. When we come back, I want. I talk think that to would you. be a great movie if the good guys looked like the bad guys. No. And that's the whole joke. Is like they just look bad, but they're not. Sounds like a Twilight Zone episode. Well, it's kind of like how easy it is to monster, like to make a person look like an ISIS guy, make him look like a monster, even mm-hmm. though another side of the world that looks completely normal. Yeah, right. Oh, he's got dark skin and a five o'clock yeah. shadow. Well, there's definitely there's definitely a moment. I think they did that in this in the show because like the main guy kind of changes his look all the time, but then like when there's a scene where like an ISIS leader, he looks like like he shaves. He has this huge beard, but shaves this. And then he has, it looks like his eyeliner. I mean, it looks like it. I don't know if that's just. We call it guy liner. Okay. I was really creeped out. I was like, why does this guy wear eyeliner out in the desert? That's crazy. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back here on IrelandStar.com. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002 offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936 Conroe C or 936 266 7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at ConroeCoffee.com. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble Welcome back. Morning was Lone Star. Coming back from an extended commercial break because we wanted more Conroe Coffee. One of our sponsors right up there with Clean Sweep Office Cleaning and Jay Stillberg for County Judge. Thank you to our sponsors. Love you. Mean it. It is 9.58 on the dot here at the Lone Star Studios. Dick and Skippy here. We are guestless, but that's okay because we've got some great headlines. Uh, I don't think any of them are, like, even really politically motivated headlines, so this will be fun for, for both of us. Can, yay! Dick is really happy about that. Um, let's talk about traffic and weather real quick, because we haven't yet. So, it's 80 degrees in Conroe right now, going up to 92, so we're going to get to the low 90s today. Uh, looks like no rain in the forecast. In fact, only a 10% chance of rain all day, all night. Uh, but maybe over the next couple of days, we're going to get some more thunder. Actually, next week, thunderstorms, highs going to be around the mid to upper 80s for the most part. So be cautious out there. Turn around, don't drown if it starts to get funky. And there we go. That's the weather. Traffic. When I was coming northbound on 45, the southbound traffic looked kind of backed up, but I didn't know if that was just... Uh, that's just you. Traffic? Was that just me? That's just you. Traffic actually doesn't look like there's any issues in the Montgomery County area. Cool. If you're heading to Houston, you're going to run into trouble right there at 610. But outside that, Highway 69 is looking good. Highway 45 is looking good. East to west in the area is also looking good. Uh, and by the way, the whole 5969 thing, I figured out what the issue is. It's Highway 59, but it's Interstate, Interstate. 69. I, yeah, I-69. So when you say Highway I'm wrong. 69, you're just Thank so you. flat out Thank you. wrong Thank on that. You. Promoting fake news. That's usually your like job. Everybody, that's right. Get usually. off get off my territory, young man. Get off my lawn. 
Got some local news to talk about. Yes, please. Hit me with it. Okay, so uh, this morning, early this morning, 5 a.m., we had our own little Breaking Bad raid, apparently, in San Jacinto County, not too far from here. A law enforcement acting on a tip that a couple of months ago, they learned that jail trustees were getting meth into the, the jail, the San Jacinto County Jail. So they had a two-month investigation, and it culminated today, culminated today with a 5 a.m. raid on a meth compound off Lee Road in San Jacinto County. People arrested. They found some stuff, but they were waiting till sunrise so they could do a full sweep of the area. So if you're a meth head, sorry, your, your, your influx has probably been curtailed. And if you're a meth cooker and you weren't caught, keep running, my friends. Just run south till you hit water. There you go. Good news for Conroe Independent School District. They have just received their seventh consecutive, this is a mouthful, National Association of Music Merchant Foundation Best Communities for Music Education Award, or for short, the BCME Award. Out of 14,000 applications nationwide, only 535 uh, districts were chosen, and CISD seven years in a row got this that shows... uh, how much CISD, which I personally love, puts into music and arts programs. So many schools and school districts just kind of nail them out. Uh, They're the first to go in a budget cut. And speaking of music, the CVB, the Convention Visitors Bureau, wants Conroe certified as a, quote, music-friendly community, end quote, in partnership with the Texas Music Office. And so they are working on a, a program, probably a bid, to show that, you know, Conroe's become very music-friendly, and it has, as Dick, you can attest, because you're actually, you've emceed some music festivals and stuff. Yeah, I think it's, uh, well, I think a lot of the times when things are put on stage, it's by an independent group, but with the backbone of the Catfish Festival being here in downtown Conroe, and then the Conroe Americana Music Festival being brought a couple years ago, I think it's something that people see there's there's room to grow when it comes down to seeing live music, especially on what well, I would say 105 usually has a lot of good acts going up and down during the only during the summer. Mm-hmm. But uh, that doesn't mean the winter and fall can and spring can't have a good season too. Now so, we got the new venue still under construction, right? The Spirit of Texas yeah. or what is called? Yellow Rose, I think it's called. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, also there's so many varieties of kind of acts. Like we talked about the flexibility of the uh, Woodlands Pavilion, and then we have the Yellow Rose being put in, and then the new art center they're talking about doing. But then one thing I've noticed is the city uh, who owns the Owen Theater is trying to promote more acts outside of the Players Theater Company being there. Right. And uh, and I know that might be a struggle for the players there, but I think it's also something that the city wants variety brought to downtown and with the cost being with the I, – I know there's a cost to go into the historical Crichton Theater. So it depends on the acts and what they want to put on. It's just like what kind of acts do we want to have here? And maybe that's what the Connor CVB is trying to work on a good – I would call it a season of like just music because they do the free concert series, which ended uh, – it ends this Thursday. Yeah, this upcoming and Thursday. We got so that's the, the last concert that's free here. Well, it's, I mean, you can't do. I don't. I don't know why they wouldn't want to do something all year round. But then again, it weather gets really gets cold, too funky, so yeah, too wet, too cold. Too what rain. do you think they do up north? They just not have music, live music. But they're used to it on a daily. It's like Houstonians 
can't drive in, in ice. You know, the minute the oats rise up, we get a quarter millimeter of snow on the ground and the city shuts down. However, we get a you know, Category 12 hur- uh, hurricane come blitzing through here. We suck it up. Yeah. Whereas, you know, someone gets half of a hurricane on the eastern seaboard and there's all of a sudden nationwide telethons for them. So we all snicker at each other for our strengths and weaknesses. Uh, speaking of weaknesses, unfortunately, uh, well, I guess this is kind of good news, uh, bad news wrapped in good news. Over Labor Day weekend, 77 DWIs, of which um, uh, seven were felonies. And these were 25, we're going to take your blood. This is a no refusal warrants and 44 voluntary blood ones. So you guys voluntarily giving your blood, dumb move. But anyhow, 77 DWIs, that's the bad news. The good news is no DWI crashes or fatalities mm-hmm. over the weekend. So yay that. People, well, now, fortunately, the weather was so gnarly. I'm sure that kept a lot of people out. But even so, 77 people got behind the wheel on a rainy day and and got drunk. So do you see, do do you see this community at all changing the way they handle uh, basically substance that alter you? Because, like, you know, eventually it's going to become a – like marijuana is going to become legal, and I think the the system already in place for drink DWIs is already kind of becoming like efficient in its way of curbing. I think they, they need to use the current DWI, which not remember driving while intoxicated, drive, driving under the influence. Nine times out of ten, it means alcohol. But also, if you remember any prescription pill you take, where it says "Do not operate heavy machinery." If you drive while taking that pill legally, you are driving under the influence. And if you're pulled over for anything and they find out you're, you've taken that dose, even though it's legal, you are under the influence. That's why they say do not operate heavy machinery while on this pill. Now, it's one of those little-known facts, and I doubt it's, it's readily enforced. Well, I always feel weird when, like, we used to get the, the county sheriff and talk about – the, these statistics, and they talk about the roadblocks or the what do you call it? The uh, the the checkpoints. Checkpoints, and I and I remember asking him. I was like, I feel it's kind of weird to live in a world where I have to drive through a checkpoint. If that's if that makes any sense. But we've always had to do that. Not really. Yeah, I haven't. I'm not going. I'm it's, not, it's not. It doesn't happen a lot. But here's the thing: the more people that die in but, drunk driving accidents, the more the cops are going to say, okay. We're going to. I just think it's really strange that that's what that's the extreme step to go towards on your day to day life. Like, can you imagine being that one guy who lives down the street of like what they always do a roadblock on, and like he doesn't. He's like he's uh you know he's a sober person. He's like, man, I gotta drive through this again. I mean, I would, yeah. that'd probably make you move. Yeah, if, the, if every I was weekend in that- you're being stopped before going home. Oh, I remember there was a point where in Shenandoah, like every four days. The cops would hide at the uh, the uh, U-turn on the underpass of the freeway at the Research Forest. Okay. And if you were, you know, trying to do a U-turn, they were there. And if, you know, your sticker had expired or anything, they they were ready to go. And that bothered me. I mean, yeah, you're breaking the – if you're driving with an expired sticker, you're breaking the law and law enforcement can pull you over. But to divert resources to go hide under a freeway underpass – Kind of set me the wrong way. To, to me, I think the one law enforcement agency that I'm, I've never had a problem being pulled over by is DPS, state troopers, because that is their job mm-hmm. is to protect the roads. 
and I get that. So whenever I've been pulled over in the past by a DPS trooper, I take it in stride. But if well, it's a Oak Ridge North cop getting me going 50 in a 45 well, I always zone, feel, I have an issue. I always feel the, the main goal is to pull someone over. That's probably, they don't go into detail of like pull over speeders. It's more of like, we just want you to pull someone over. Mm-hmm. Because nine times out of ten, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that might be true. Like, oh, you have an expired inspection sticker. Or you have a warrant. You know, that's when you hit the gold, the gold, the, you know, the jackpot. They got a Ooh, warrant for them. Here's a question for you. Let's kind of take it to the next episode. So, Shenandoah police recently got a couple of license plate readers yeah. for the cars. What do you, I have a substantial problem. Well, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, we t- I think we kind of talked a little bit about it. Like we talked about the red light cameras, and basically it's, you're, you're trying to curb a problem that isn't something that's affecting the community unless there's proof to it. So, like, say this red light camera area is like, there's an accident every single day here, guys. So we got to do something to curb that. But with the, with the license plate reader, I mean, there's no presumption of innocence. Yeah, like you're that's being just scanned. Fishing. You're yeah, just that's fishing in a barrel right there. That's yeah, that's police state stuff for me. Now, red light camera for me personally, I you know I can live without them. Just I'm very happy that they're gone for the most part. Well, it's like well, you know, there's a study going on with why they put those speeding radar deals, saying you're going 10 miles over or whatever. I mean, there's a reason why they put those there. But you know, when it comes down to it, like the red light camera thing always bothered me, just because there wasn't really like it wasn't even in the community. It was you're paying Arizona. Like yeah. that's that's what kind of I was like this is kind of weird. But at least but, when they took the the red light camera took a picture of you along with video, you were, and it only took the picture of you as you broke the law. So I can kind of live with it. But the license plate readers, I can just be driving along, and if the cops behind me, I I be. Oh no! Stone cold I, I told you. I told you that's limit. how I got pulled over. Because I got pulled over, I was like I was a month after my inspection because I got confused. I thought you can get it. Mm. Like, the month it is, you can get it that month. Like, it's not expired. Mm-hmm. But apparently that means it's expired. Well, the only reason I got pulled over is because I took the toll road. And I wasn't speeding at all. And I know when I got my easy tag, I got hit. They checked it, and then the guy followed me. Because he knew that car had the, the, uh, the expired expansion sticker on it. Because it's all, all of the information is all there. Like, if I had insurance, everything. But even then... I can sort of kind of accept that because when you take a a toll road, they do take photos of you. Yeah. Which is tied into the system because if you're not, if you don't have your easy tag or whatever. So at least there was a reason with a photo taken for verification of your ability to drive on the toll road. Even then, it's more forgivable to me. But just to to have a license plate reader, meaning I wasn't upset. It was more of like, it's kind of like signing the terms of service for Google to share all your contact information and everything you store in that phone. It's just part of doing business. Like, if it's me part of doing business with the toll road. They do that. Because there was a constable that pulled me over. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, I go, out of my mind, I go, this is what this guy does. Yeah. And it's like, it's almost ingenious because you don't have to be constantly looking. You just literally have a computer telling blue, blue Ford Focus, this is the license plate. This is where this is the last time I got dinged in like you know the seven stops or whatever. Right. So and that's what they did, and I was like, that's pretty smart. That's what I would do. But a license plate reader to me, that just I, I have a substantial problem with it because that means I could be in a car, fu- uh, fully legal, driving the well, speed limit. There's no reason to check my license plate because there has to be some kind of a probable cause, well, and the license the, plate reader precludes probable cause. That's the advice my uncle gave me 
who's been an HPD officer for over 35 years, he said, the only thing you do is you just don't give them an excuse. It's like, that's the that's what you do. You just don't give officers an excuse to look at you. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you like wearing baggy pants, don't do it because that gives them an excuse to profile you. It's, like, if you and they will look at your car. I drive a, a a recent year model Toyota Corolla, kept in good condition. So, I'm less likely to be, and it, it's gray. You know, it's not flashy red or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Brett, listener, Brett is uh, backs me up because he and I are a couple of old poots here. Uh, that checkpoints were especially uh, when arrive alive drive fifty five. I remember that was a that was a big thing. We had a lot more checkpoints back in the day. They're a lot fewer today, but and the, the, oh yeah, no refusal I, tends to happen saying, only on the It's big just kind of weird because when I think of like a dystopian future or living in a place that isn't safe, it's because going across a line is being monitored, and I feel like that's just really strange. Well, that's license plate readers for me. So it's there, insane. Like it's just kind of odd. You're like, that's that's the turning point. And uh, but then again, you would you would say that like things like the Patriot Act and everything is like the justification of it is we're creating a safer community. Which, I mean, I would probably argue that we have less drunk drivers today than we did thirty years ago because of the laws in place mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with you. On I that. mean, like maybe the tra- the stop thing is working, and I bet someone came to you and said, "Hey, there's proof. If we do stops like this, we're gonna cut down." DWIs by 20%, percent like, you know what? Worth it, I guess, to be inconvenienced. So, in other words, deterrence work, right? Maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen any real proof. Well, sounds good to me. And that's why I'm always wondering why they don't go to the places they serve alcohol and hold that place more accountable. But that's never really going to happen. When we come back, we'll discuss why every car is now fitted with a breathalyzer attached to the engine. You're listening to Morning's Lensar. We'll be back. Have I lost my mind? I don't care. My name is Jay Spittleberg. I'm an Iraq War veteran, Naval Academy graduate, certified project management professional, and I'm running for county judge in Montgomery County. We should have a budget and a strategic plan that reflect the priorities in our county. Public safety, flood mitigation, mobility and infrastructure. I will build trust in our county government through transparency and accountability, representing every resident in Montgomery County. I'm Jay Spittleberg, and I'm ready to work for you. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning has been Montgomery County's business cleaning service since 2002, offering professional office cleaning in areas such as restroom, stairwells, elevator, floor care, pretty much every angle of your office. One-time cleaning is available, but you will want these guys back. Offering daily, weekly, monthly scheduled cleanings, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning works around your business needs. Schedule a cleaning today online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or call 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Between the Crichton Theater and the Owen Theater, Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with tasty treats and Italy's favorite coffee. Have your favorite coffee or just have a midday snack be personally delivered to you at any location in downtown Conroe. All you have to do is call 936-CONROE-C or 936-266-7632. We'd like to thank our sponsor at Conroe Coffee for supporting Mornings with Lone Star and Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to check them out online at conroecoffee.com. I can be- 
you know, I know you're an actor and everything. What makes you say well, I, I'm watching this Enrique Iglesias video, and I think it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. I'm going to pull it up for the scene I'm talking about. Let me rewind it. Here it is. All right. I'm going to show the people this. It kind of bothers me that this is what she signed up for, is to have Enrique breathe in her ear and then rub money all over and then liquor. Like, I'm still trying to figure out, like, what? Okay, for that money, I, I would let Enrique breathe on my neck and rub money on well, me, do you too. Well, do you think actors have a different perspective of people because of every time they take a new role, they're discovering something different of, like, behavior? Yeah. You it's, think so? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's like, a, like a, okay, we got a really hot, steamy like, scene him with yeah, Enrique. There you go. Yeah, we'll But in you. reality, and I've been in love scenes, and I've been... Really? Yeah, and it's... So clinical, you just detach from it. You, it's not sexy at all when you're one of the two people. You got microphones, you got positions, you got the lighting. Okay, hold oh. it. Let's do take 42. Oh, I'm just watching this. This is great. <laughs> Which is it's just funny to me. It's like, I know there's a point. And that's one thing I love is always knowing where the point is for people. It's like, all right, we want you. Like, imagine Meatloaf. Who I would I would argue some people don't find attractive. More people find him unattractive than they probably find uh, Enrique Iglesias unattractive. If that makes sense. And it's like we'll pay you ten thousand dollars to let him touch you throughout this music video. Well, he, actually, Meatloaf. A great example is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. When he did it live, he would make out with the bit where they're doing the baseball game kind of overlay. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. He's going around. He's going for second base. Yeah. You know, well, on stage and also in the music video, he's making out hard with the female singer. And in concert, people just like really got off on that. So, you know, you don't think of him as like a ladies man, but there'd be this subset. It's like, a, a, who's well, what's the singer? Your, what's your point, would you say, as an actor? What would be your breaking point? Like, say they're, they're, they have someone presents you a scene that is just so inhumane like it is so taboo you, you would you say no to anything yes okay and that's just because of personal experience or because you have morals or what uh mine would be as an as an actor mine would be to uh on film or on stage denigrate and take that word any way you want a child okay so when children are involved it becomes the not so black. That's for area. me. Uh, you know, I've which is normal. I think that's completely uh, normal for everybody. There's a there's a feature film out there where, where I am buck naked in it. So, you know, I got no problem with nudity. With nudity, uh, I'm currently playing uh, for Twelve Angry Men, a juror who is very prejudiced and yes. very hair trigger. Got no problems doing that. I, I played bigots. Well, I we, played because we kind of evil guys. We kind of chatted about that a little mm -hmm. bit. When actors are getting attacked for playing a certain role because it, that role represented something that is taboo today. And kind of like that that lady who's in the Meg, actually. I didn't realize that. I remember that lady who's a lesbian and she got attacked for playing a lesbian because she wasn't lesbian enough. <laughs> Apparently. I don't I, I mean, guess there are levels. Well, it's like, what was that other actress? Uh, Scarlett Johansson got in trouble because she was playing a transgender. And they're like, why are you playing transgender? You're not a transgender. And then she actually left the role. I find it funny whether they're, they're complaining about there are straight people playing gay roles. That's wrong. You know what? For decades, gay people have been playing straight roles. It's okay. You, you can go and vice versa. Forward. Yeah. 
So I'm saying you can go back and forth. It, it's it's acting. It's called that for a reason. Sean Penn, who won an Oscar for one of his, you know, playing I Am Sam, I think. He's not, well, apparently, you know, he's not being diagnosed with a mental deficiency. You can leave that one up for interpretation. But yeah, they're roles. And I think on stage, it's more forgivable. People coming to see me in a play. Uh, I'm in a play right now also where I've killed two people. and One of them I pretty much killed on the stage, shooting the back of the head. People know I, I come out for, you know, five minutes later, I'm coming out for curtain call and people are applauding me. They know that Sean doesn't have, you know, isn't really going to go out and kill people. It's a role. Movies, especially like TV shows or soap operas where they come into your home every, every week on your TV screen. That's where people are like more unforgiving on that. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Just trying to figure that stuff out. Oh, uh, going back a thing, uh, listener Daniel, he says, uh, and I got to back him up on this one. He says he's really bothered by the breakdown in communication between Easy Tag and the Texas Tag people. I got to agree. I had that. I kept on getting a uh, tag notice that I was like 15, owed 15 bucks. I was like, there's no way. And I'd call Easy Tag. Oh, no, you're fine. This and that. And finally got a, if you don't pay this, we're, we're sending people after you. So I finally called that number. You know, there's a phone number. And it was Texas Tag. Apparently in Austin, my Easy Tag, which they say, Easy Tag, Texas Tag, didn't apply for this Austin Ooh, road. And so I paid it, but I asked them, why is there no communication between you and EasyTag? I've been calling for months trying to get this thing straightened out. And it was a different account number. I'm not trying hard enough. Yeah, well, I, so listener Daniel, I absolutely agree with you, or Bert, I should say. Uh, zero communication, and it's a, it's a problem. And I would think that a, an EasyTag should hit a Texas tag. You know, you get the same rights and benefits. So if you, I wonder if anyone else has had that problem. But yeah, that happened to me like four days ago. I was trying to pay off some bills and get get rid of some outstanding stuff. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Any other news you want to talk about? I'm trying to make sense of a couple of these comments. Oh, okay. So we can do comments at the break. Yeah, well, I just want to see if I had to uh, respond to any of them. Uh, hey, uh, guys, more- stop talking to Sean on Facebook. Yeah, please. Sean can't multitask. But we got two more uh, pieces of, of local news. First off, Conroe Connection, you know, our Conroe bus setup here, transportation, is offering some new services starting on September the 10th. So in just uh, about a week from now, a little less than, going to be some new routes to go to, uh, was it visitconroe.org or something? City, cityconroe.org. Yeah, cityconroe.org. <laughs> there you go. Here it is for adults. It's only a buck uh, for students, seniors, handicappers, veterans, etc. Fifty cents to ride this bus. That that is cool. And also, fair warning: we we're talking earlier about speeding and speed traps. And yeah, I do not miss the days of speed traps where they would actually like hide the speed zone sign. It'd be going from fifty-five to twenty at the crest of a hill where there's literally no way to stop down, and they'd be waiting right there to nail you. <clears throat> but anyhow, 249 has been the site of some speeding incidents lately. In fact, we've had some bad crashes, and I think a fatality not too long ago. So law enforcement said that they're really going to be patrolling 249. And Dick, that kind of backs up what you said. When you know your chance of getting caught go up, you tend to not do it. That's why I'm a fan of no refusal weekends. People are like, oh, it's, a, you know, your my right for privacy and this, that. No, if you know 
that there's no way you, you know you know out what my it? conspiracy is What's that? is the exchange on that I, we've had several people talk about the no refusal is the amount of overtime and money spent to provide that service that's my sneaky sneaky suspicion on yeah. it is the cost effectiveness because in the end is it live what we can put a price on lives we've already talked we put a price on a pp the other day so <laughs> i was trying to thank you i was trying to forget that so that's one thing I because I I actually we got to we had a chance of the guy who brought in, uh, he was a lawyer who brought the legislation they did in Texas about no refusal and also the new DWI stuff, and he created it basically, mm-hmm. and uh, or he co like he wrote it but then he had co-authors and all that stuff. But uh, that's the only thing I can smell that, that it's a downside. Like that's the sneaky thing is no one really questions how much do we pay this judge who has to be on call twenty four seven. I would presume. That there is transparency on that, that the judge just paid exactly what the judge should be paid for that, and there's no extra special treatment. I don't think they get time and a half. Um, I, I don't believe that. But, no, I'm, I'm all for deterrence and no refusal. If that means that people are going to think twice, they're like, oh, man, they could take my blood. Uh, that's why, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pro-death penalty. I had to say it. Well, do you think they were having an issue with the breakdown of the system? And it's like, hey, we got to change this out. We got to change it to where they can't refuse because the lawyers figured it out. You think that's why they chose to Ooh, do that? Oh, good question. Because, I mean, you're still going to go to jail, right? Like, that, no matter what that day, you're getting pulled over because you're dr- drinking and driving, and you're going to get pulled over. Like, you're going to go to jail. Like, the, cops are going to take you away. Like, even if you haven't even been drinking, they can be like, you know what? You're resisting arrest. But then they get out, you know, like, they get out off it, but they're still going to jail that night. They're off the road. But that's the thing. is the difference between being thrown in the drunk tank overnight and being let loose because of lack of evidence or that you're— you Well, know, that's later. Out. I'm talking about the, like, the immediate issue is getting this guy off the road because he's swerving. Or we pulled him over. We had a, a block, blockade. This is going to sound very schmaltzy, but I, I actually mean it. I want to know. No, no. Uh, here's my response to this, and, and I actually mean this. I would personally rather spend— a night in jail for being falsely accused of drunk driving, knowing mm-hmm. that it will straighten itself out, yeah. than to take a chance on a real drunk getting away with it and killing people. Yeah, but I still think, I, I wonder whether the, where the hole was opened up where people are like, oh, the cop's like, I can't arrest him because he's refusing to blow. And because from what I understand about the no refusal is the blood they can't it's refuse a blood, a blood they, they get a blood warrant which basically they get to prosecute you faster that's basically what what I'm understanding yeah because here's the thing breathalyzers aren't uh, they're only good for that particular moment in time and that's why you don't want to take a breathalyzer so what I'm after hearing, the fact what I'm hearing because is because your alcohol without the no refusal it gets a little cloudy when you go to court yeah because but with the no refusal when you get to court there's there a solid is, line you're going to jail at the moment you were pulled over within 10 but minutes you're still going to jail over. you're still going to jail regardless yeah but i'd rather again i'd rather be in jail for refu- for i'm sober but a cop thinks i'm drunk for some reason i'd rather him throw me in jail for the night so you could say this is a money grab there i i would believe there is an aspect of it but i also think the greater good on it is that more drunks here as we're talking about 77 because well, like, what confuses blood me it confuses me about the seriousness of putting this all together mm-hmm. is how do people who get multiple DWIs allowed to be oh like even if one who you know you, you, who you, you know what I'm are about? yeah like, it's, it's who you know it's who you are it's your resources uh yeah that that's a whole other topic but look Montgomery County alone over the the three day weekend 77 blood warrants they were 77 for 77. 
meaning here's the thing. When you get a blood warrant, these are 77 DUIs. Seven of them are felonies. Now, let's say they gave out double that. That means 77 people were thought to be drunk proved by their blood warrant that they weren't and they were let go mm-hmm. on the spot. And if they were thrown in jail overnight, they actually have legal recourse going, okay, you guys knew I wasn't drunk because of this, but your, your cop is wrong, so you can actually do have a civil action on that. So I'm all for no refusal. I'm all for the blood warrant because it's instant and it can separate the wheat from the chaff. But you're still going to jail, though. No, that's the nice thing about the blood warrant is you're released. No, what it, what the blood warrant does to me is you're still going to jail, but you're going to be convicted faster and you're going to pay, you're going to go to jail for longer if than you traditionally would be. You're still going to, you're still getting if, off the road. If you're drunk. Now, but if you're not, you're cleared almost immediately. Well, yeah. And there's no. But they're not going to do that. There's no gray area. They're not going to pull you over because they're bored. They're going to pull you over because they, they suspect something's going on. But. Well, I don't know. In Shenandoah, all you got to do is have, you know, drive to have a license plate. You can get pulled over just for that. But a breathalyzer and field test, they are way too iffy. They're like a polygraph exam. It's it's too many X factors to mess it up. That's weird. We got to take a break. And uh, apparently one of our listeners is a birthday today. Happy birthday, Ro. Ro, happy birthday whoa, whoa, whoa. to you. You're assuming it's Ro, Ro. It is. We just see Ro. It is my Ro, Ro. Okay. I, know, I know who Ro is, and Ro is my Ro, Ro. And happy birthday. I think she's 17 today. Happy, happy birthday, Ro, Ro. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com worldwide. And then, of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. It's 1031, folks. We got 30 minutes left in today's show. Please stick around. We're having a lot of fun. Listen to Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning with scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning. Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Does volunteering at a nonprofit horse sanctuary sound wonderful? Or are you a veteran or a veteran spouse and think trying a peer group session through a local Horses and Heroes equine program might be worth trying? Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary located in Grand Central Park by appointment only. 
is home to a growing number of rescued and donated horses. Visit our website at henryshomehorsesanctuary.org or check out our Facebook at Henry's Home Horse and Human Sanctuary for more information. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star, 1035 on the dot. Very bright, very bright outside. Yeah, it's kind of brightened up. You look very bright today. Uh, Thank you, my glowing. Welcome back. Great conversation on and off the air today on an 82 degree uh, current temperature. We're not going to break 90 today. Uh, Conversation's been going on off the air too. Uh, Earlier, I stated that uh, a position that in the particular instance of like, you know, blood warrants and drunk driving, I would rather spend a night in jail until it got unstrangled to prove that I wasn't drunk than to have a drunk person kill someone else getting out of it. Now, listener Brett uh, says the opposite for him. He'd rather be hit than by a drunk driver than spend a night in jail falsely accused. Uh, good point. My response to that, and we, you know, we can keep uh, uh, responding back and forth, and I love, you know, I love dialogue, good dialogue. It's every time someone is arrested under suspicion of something, their quote being falsely accused. So every time you're arrested, you spend the night in jail, you know, murdering your wife, shoplifting, uh, speeding, drunk driving, whatever. And until you are arraigned and convicted, you know, you're spending time in jail under the assumption of guilt. And so to me, that's no different than if, if I blow a field sobriety test because I'm having a diabetic, uh, you know, insulin reaction or something until it gets unstrangled. I'd rather me be off the road. Uh, as long as they don't put me in general population because I'm way too cute. Well, I think really to be the overall, outside of the safety concerns and everything with the topic, I, I think the, the, the most interesting aspect of this is how both sides of the law try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And to me, and Brett makes a good point, listener Brett on Facebook saying, when you literally have law offices that are dedicated to getting you off a DWR, DUI, that's literally, they know they're the expert. And so the re- in retaliation, not really retaliation, it's kind of the poor choice, but but on the other side of the volley, mm-hmm. the, or the court is they. This is their response. This is the court's response. This is the the sheriff's response. This is their response. You want to find loopholes and well, fine, we'll make we'll, sure there's we'll, no loop. Yeah. So I mean, like, and that to me, firms. that to me in the long run is really crazy because they to me it tells me that our community, all law enforcement, can really do and figure out whatever they want to make it work. And it can be the extreme of that. And I don't know if that's scary or if that's a good thing. I think it depends on how safe you want to feel. Well, because these law firms, they rely, you know, they tell you do not uh, agree to breathalyzer because that gives the police something. Because breathalyzers, even though they are highly suspect because your blood count can actually go up 
as the the the, the alcohol is being metabolized into your system, it can jack with the reading. So at the time you're pulled over, you may not be drunk, but by the time they give you the breathalyzer, you could be. And that's so they're like loopholes like that. So yeah, I think the blood warrant is definitely one of those. Okay, you want to get around this loophole? Fine, we'll get you right here, right now with the blood thing. At the moment you're pulled over, this is what your blood alcohol content is. Yay or yay or nay. Um, well, you know that was cool. I and yes, to, to answer Brett, yes, they do have a special jail for delicate flowers like me. It's uh, hopefully they, if they throw me in the drunk tank. Well, I think if you're in the woodlands, they do. Yeah, remember I'm in the woodlands. I think in Willis they do not. I'm a, I'm a white guy in the woodlands, so I'm I'm just privileged across the board here. So they just let me sleep in the sheriff's office, <laughs> his little sofa in the sheriff's office. So I wanted to tell you, I wanted to see uh, what you thought of this. Is the House of Cards, the show on Netflix? Yeah, they're coming out to the final season, and uh, have they already written? Will, out yeah, season? it's already done. And it's going to be premiering on November 2nd. So I'm wondering, do you think they would take the chance of this? Because I bet they murder them or something. Do you think they'll do, like, the most gruesome thing? Or do you think <laughs> they're going to comb it over, like, previously on House of Cards? He's dead. Like, it, with a title card. You know, like. It could be that the opening scene is people coming in shocked from because they've been to the funeral because during the hiatus he was assassinated. And yeah. Like, I think they A should, lot of shows do that. I think it would be great to show them, like, get mutilated. Just like pack of dogs, eat them or something like that, <laughs> and just get real extreme oh my with it. I think that would be great. <laughs> well, someone like finally double crosses him and straps into a tree and puts honey all over him or whatever, and it's like good luck, and that's that's it. Because who who doesn't like a good bear mall? Now scene? I watched the very first episode when it came out, and okay. it, was, it was I liked it. It was different. I never got back into it. I meant to. It was just one of those. I'll, I'll give like almost every TV show on the on the planet a chance with the first episode, but like I watched well, Orange Is the New Black well, and I did not like, like it. Well, at all. for example, you're you're a storyteller and you've been working with this cast and crew for six years or whatever, and one of the most important actors characters in the story is so untouchable now. You can't film like they can't say, "Hey, we got to change the script. We got to kill him now." Hey, Kevin, can you come? Do you want to be strapped to a tree for like a couple of days? We'll pay you money. Just be strapped to this tree. We'll get these CGI dogs to pretend to eat you, and you want? Do you think they actually would do that? I don't. I, don't, I think like we're not touching this guy anymore. No, we're not paying him money. The second he's on the set, you have to have insurance on him. Yeah, because you got to Roseanne Barr. I guarantee you, they're just going to do a title card saying she's gone. No, that's exactly what's going to happen. The opening scene is going to be them coming in from her funeral because she's been killed, and they're in the house, and it's all up to Dan to, to run the family now. That's exactly how it's going to go. The so many TV shows where there's been a character who's died, or been a, an actor who's died, happened twice on Night Court. Selma and Flo, they were two bailiffs, uh, died. Uh, yeah. John Ritter in, um, and, and unfortunately, it's not going to be that good. No, it's, it's not. It's, unless it's, they have a dog, unless they have dogs eating him. That's the money grab. If like if ABC were truly offended. And, and just wanted this. They would have shut down production and said, you know, we're going to swallow the money. No, they're trying oh, to get the money back. Speaking of which, AK, we know we're talking about the Nike deal. Mm -hmm. the, how it's like sacrifice everything. What was it? Oh, uh, hold on. I got the actual quote right here from yesterday. It is believe in something even if it means sacrificing so everything. So now it's becoming an online meme, I guess, is they're picking people who are extreme. And using like, so my favorite one so far is a shirtless Alex Jones. Like, flexing or whatever <laughs> oh no that was uh that was carlos danger that was anthony weiner 
Unless they've done out. Uh, well, there's different people. They've done, oh, okay. there's, they, they just put that sacrifice everything logo on it. And then it's just, it's, some of it's hilarious because that, that, that's what the internet's all about, I guess, to make funny things. The, the, the meme I saw that cracked me up, and I haven't even watched the movie, but I know about it. It's a picture of Thanos. And it says, believe in something even if it means sacrificing half of everything. Now, the worst one I saw was one of the hijackers from 9-11. That was the worst Ooh, one Oh, yeah, that's uh, so still that was, too soon, still people. Too soon. Yeah, still Especially too soon. with it being the 5th of September today. But uh, but that's what, I laughed when I saw the Alex Jones deal because I guess he didn't really sacrifice it. He just, I think every day he just doesn't know what he's doing. How much did Nike pay Kaepernick? Kaepernick, however you pronounce for this, was they're still making shoes for 20 cents a pop? Well, no, they, they got criticism because apparently he was already on a Nike contract when he was playing football, mm-hmm. and he, they haven't taken him off of it. So he, he's been being paid by Nike since day one of his— So he's a, a former athlete who hasn't played in, what, two years now, uh, who is now the time. spokesman for yeah. a sports shoe. Yeah, keep it up, Nike. Well, I mean, I think it's just fun. I think they're doing—I think the PR got it just right. I think that's the sad thing about today's commerce is the only way you're going to make your brand relevant is no longer your product. It's it's what you're saying to the world and if people are talking about it. Can you imagine how much social media was encircling this Nike burning shoes and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, people don't burn your shoes because they already got your money if you own the shoes. So it, it, yeah. donate it to a women's shelter, a veteran's center, or anything like that. But I still think the, the opening scene to the Netflix show House of Cards should just be something just – wild it really should be i think that'd be great like i think it'd be funny if you got pushed in front of a train didn't that happen well it's full circle i don't want to ruin that's it how they killed I, off we don't want to talk about it isn't that how they killed off the charlie so, sheen character in the the two and a half man that they said he no i thought he had a him? i thought he had a piano fall on well him. what happened was when they say he's dead and like during the series it was that some former lover would push him in front of a train and then the gag was the very last episode the very last scene you see someone from behind that looks like him where a something pi- drops on A piano him. falls on Is that what it was? Yeah. I never watched the show myself, so. so. But, yeah, that's an opportunity to make a statement. Well, we got Because you know Kevin Spacey got off of his harassment charges. In that well, way, yeah, a lot of them because of sexual, sexual assault. Well, it was, it was um, statute of limitations ran out. Yeah. Cool. Good silence there. Well, well, a lot of weird topics today. Yeah. Well, uh, so I woke up this morning to my phone dinging with news reports <clears throat> that someone had his, I'm presuming it's a Dodge Ram or a Ford F-150, a big pickup, uh, News 4 in Dallas. Uh, news 4 is their, their Fox affiliate. And some guy apparently not only rammed his truck into the, you know, the, the wall or the, the, the facade, but kept on doing it till he broke through, got out and started ranting. No one hurt. No one killed. <clears throat> Whack job with the truck. Um, but you know what News 4 in Dallas is going to be talking about all day and all night? How they narrowly avoided tragedy, and they'll be interviewing each other all day long. This is a, a weird story, and part of me hopes that I can, it can get verified, but part of me hopes it can't get verified, that in Moscow, apparently a 13-year-old boy lost a video game. He was so into it that he went outside, grabbed a chainsaw, and beheaded himself. Now, official Russian news sources are confirming this, but I'd like to take it with a grain of salt to learn something, but really? To, to, take, to behead yourself with a chainsaw? Well, I mean, I haven't really seen... I've, I've seen the uh, real footage of people testing chainsaw safety equipment. 
And I've, I've seen what it does. Well, yeah, there's that. But, I mean, this is one that he was just so despondent over losing some big honking video game. And I've heard about these other stories that I, I've, I've seen these news reports where this really funky-looking bird woman is apparently on this, this Momo game or something that is they're, they're claiming they're responsible for some teen suicides that if you can't complete this game, this creature pops up and encourages you to kill yourself. That's just some messed up stuff right there. And I'm choosing, you know, I'm, I'm using my PG words, but when I say messed up stuff, you know what I'm really saying there. So, yeah, I want to keep following this little thing out of Moscow. But speaking of Russia, so this Russian and South Korean science team is on the verge of cloning a 40,000-year-old horse. As apparently this thing was frozen in a particular environment to where they can still extract living DNA from it. And apparently the end game on this is if it works on this horse, they eventually want to bring back the woolly mammoth. So I think instead of Jurassic Park, we have Mammoth Park. And, you know, wouldn't it be cool to have mammoths walking, you know, Yellowstone? Uh, as long as the people who ever did the Meg aren't in charge of anything, I think that's a very important thing to keep in mind. Just so you know, that movie was awful. Yeah, and again, you got to take it with a grain of salt, but if it was just a Russian team saying that they were going to uh, clone this horse, I I'd, I'd, I remember, as, as listener Brett does back well, in the 80s, right? okay. but South let's, Korea let's do, is part of this too. Let's do a little hypothetical here, because we were talking about that, that silly movie with Ryan Gosling about the, the controversies that are not showing the American flag or whatever. So it got me thinking about how important certain things are to the future of a, co a community or a culture or whatever. So the space race was very important at that time to beat the Russians because the Russians were, you know, totally opposite of us. They're bad. We're, we got to beat them. Mm -hmm. And then technology also went with that goal mm -hmm. and things like that. So clearly we were getting more benefit from trying to go towards this goal. So what do you see being the next revolutionary goal between all the countries to where we, whoever gets this goal, will clearly have a stronger hand in the future, you know, takeover. Do you think it's like cloning? Like if we actually cloned humans and we're able to have a clone army, we're able to, is that, is that? God, let it be better than the Star well, do you, Wars. Well, movie. I mean, like, I'm not trying to say Star, I'm just saying like, what do you think in a revolutionary science way is the next step for us? We clearly have a big, bigger hand and it's going to be something that we dominate with. Will it be industry? Will it be something like, oh, hey, fidget spinners on a whole other scale where everyone has to buy it from us? No, or because there's nothing that's long-lasting. Uh, industries now are, are, are designed to break down after a few years, so we've become a uh, disposable consumer society, meaning our phones break down after three years, we buy more. So whoever's got the better phone this time around within three years, if it's iPhone within three yeah. years, Samsung's going to have it. Well, three like, years after that, it's going to be I, uh, Apple again. Well, the thing I the, on that note is, you know, Amazon's hitting a trillion. I think they might have hit a trillion worth. But, like, that's based off of just speculation. That's based off, like, numbers. That's not like they don't have a trillion dollars in their bank account. So no. do, do you see something like the Great Depression challenging, coming back, challenging the, the whole world? It resets basically, or like everyone kind of loses half of what they got, and whoever that would take an EMP, EMP, yeah, okay, electromagnetic pulse. I mean, in order for us to go that far back, markets always correct themselves. Stock fluctuates, markets fluctuate, industries rise and fall. Uh, 
you know, this year China beats our, beats our pants. Oh, well, in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, Japan well, had the uh, the hold on electronics. Uh, listener Dennis says Dick Tracy, the con- Dick, Dick, quoting Dick Tracy, the country that controls magnetism will control the world. Magnetism. Yeah, Magneto's pretty much a formidable adversary that he could. Well, I mean, I, I'm. Let's be realistic here. So it's like when you say say magnetism is a thing, are we saying that we? Because actually, I watched uh, Black Panther the other day, and they try to say that that unobtainium kind of whatever <laughs> you know whatever the materials yeah, the MacGuffin basically they're thousands of years advanced than the rest of the world. I mean, do you see that kind of technology being? Day one, we're immediately better. Or is it more of just we have smarter people here? We'll, we're able to take this metal or the science and make it better than say, it wouldn't be day China. one. It wouldn't be day one. First off, because you get something like unobtainium that lasts forever. Well, every industry on the planet would try to quash it. It's like who is it? Michelin. Some tire company had the formula for the puncture-proof tire for decades, and they bought the bought the patent, and then they locked it away in a safe because you got a tire that doesn't go flat, then all the tire companies go out of business. Yeah. So, uh, Well, that's just for money. But I'm saying, like, a discovery or a goal. I mean, you think money's the new thing and whoever has the most money has got the most power? Is that what you're trying well, to say? Well, they, they, they've always been kind of interchangeable because Amazon is about to become a trillion-dollar company right up there with Apple. Apple could still fall one day. Apple, yeah, but they got the cash. Wrong. They got cash, but I mean, it's not like they're going to buy a Bond villain lair in some. No, South but they Island. could. They could still have, like, I would say, the most influence any individual person can have. Okay, my response to that is, if that were the case, and I'm not Bond villain influence. I mean, like, between can, Apple and Amazon, they're pretty liberal. Yet the president still is A in power, and B has a, an approval rating around fifty percent. So, how much influence are they exerting? They well, I, don't, I don't think it's really that kind of influence. I'm talking about like real influence. Like like G8? Like where – what kind of influence? Well, like I would say it's similar to like that bond thing where you make stocks fall or rise or create, you know, uh, unrule in a, in a ruled area. I would always ask, and again, with a bond movie uh, – at an early age, I would ask, why? Why are you doing this? I, I want $100 million. Why? Because your face is plastered everywhere. you never be able to spend it. Yeah. Or I want to control the weather. Why? Weather's been fine for billions of years without you controlling it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I think realistically, I think the next step is being able to create cheap energy. I think if if that is scientifically done, then it's it's the whole world will be upset within amount of a year. Like if if I'm able to create the sustainable energy and it's like free or cheap, like pennies on the dollar of gas or pennies on the dollar of coal or pennies on the dollar of solar, mm-hmm. like if you're able to do that with technology, then there's a whole another ball game going to start because oh, oil because well, oil I would say oil right now is the biggest thing in the world that has a lot of control over what we do day to day. Yeah, and we will never ever ever run out of oil because there's other power supplies and sources yeah. become available, you use less of it. So, you know, we'll have that. But think think about it. We all seen The Saint with Val Kilmer. There you go, the the cold fusion. Yeah. But for, for many years now, we've had the hybrid engine, which cuts down on gas consumption and stuff, but not every car has it. So it's not going to be an instant thing. That's the technology that if every car went hybrid engine, it would help many uh, issues but not everyone has it so it, it takes time 
or the the Teslas. You know, if, if it was really all that just a game changing technology, why aren't all of our cars? Yeah. So it'll because take money. time. It'll, yeah. Agreed. All right. Morning's Lone Star. We'll be back tomorrow. We got special guest Chris from the Ticket Sub. We're we'll going to be talking about tomorrow's interview they have with the guy who saved Last Man Standing, which is now, I guess it moves networks. Yeah, new network. So, I mean, how well, I want to kind of talk about how many shows have done that, move networks, in a good way. Like, not because, oh, hey, I'm Fox, but we don't like the show. We're going to send it to FX, which is owned by Fox. Like, they it's made, happening more and more. They uh, made, Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Well, no, they made a move, right? Like, it was on ABC. It was on ABC. They canceled it, and Fox like, you know what? Well, that's a completely different company, right? Oh, yeah. they have- Soon, or not soon. Is it Disney by Fox? Yeah, but not all aspects of it. That we know of. Well, I know they didn't buy the news division. <laughs> but thanks for joining us, folks. We're on Facebook Live, YouTube. Don't forget we podcast every show. Today's show is brought to you by Conroe Coffee, Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, and, of course, Jay Stillberg for County Judge. Maybe he knows all the conspiracy theories. What's that? Is that his I, thoughts I, on AAA? Do you think that is, like, one of the, like, top three taboos for a, a elected official or person running to talk about conspiracy theories? Because didn't we have that lady who believed she's a, she believes she's abducted by aliens? Yeah. Well, running for somewhere in Florida? For, fair game to ask her about it. Oh, man. And it's fair game great. to ask her opponent, do you believe in it? So, fair game. That's what this morning's alone star. We'll see you guys later. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Appreciate it.